coming. Thank you. Welcome back to Intro Avenue. We're here today. We are here now. We're here in your time. We're here <laughs> in general. <laughs> and so let's get started, shall we? Yeah. So um, it's Alma Marilla. Uh, Robert McGowan over here. And uh, today, the episode where, you know, uh, well, I mean, I can, I got hit. We, we got into a car accident. We got into a car accident. <laughs> we got into like a car accident. Ago. Um, um, yeah. I, um, <laughs> I, it, my car is fucked. Yeah. It is. So I was talking to insurance today. Uh, my thumb's a little fucked. Uh, mm. Yeah, for video people. I can't show you my um, brain injury. But other than that, you know, I'm doing, I'm doing okay. The every nobody died, nobody got mm. seriously hurt, no broken bones. So like all good things to be grateful for. Mm. Smashed up a lease, so that sucks. <laughs> but yeah. other than that, um, I'm really happy nobody was hurt. Loki, I'm happy to get out of that car. I was really just stressing about the financials of that car. Yeah. Especially with like the topic of like the episode yeah. and stuff, but. Funny yeah, we, we got into a car accident together. Yeah. My fault. <laughs> I was driving, so... Yeah. I'm gonna... Yeah, but... Both wearing seatbelts. Yeah, we, be safe. Wear your seatbelt. Um, I've been in two car accidents. I was wearing my seatbelt in both. Wear your seatbelt. Um, Me too. I've been in two. Yeah, they're mm. not fun, bro. They're... Uh, yeah. So, that was great. We didn't die. Mm. Um, really happy to not die. Kind of frustrated about the car but i'll just get another one and i'll live yeah his name was richard in memorial of richard uh rest in peace hallelujah um love him but yeah that's gonna be a good money lesson yeah money lesson. <laughs> yeah you just be living life and like shit happens shit and it's happens. just like oh okay yeah gotta think about but, that yeah so for this episode we're talking about money um i think like to start it off we kind of want to talk about the level of research we did for this, like I've been investing in the stock market, not super effectively for a while, but once you start to put money in, I think that changes the awareness that you have to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, definitely have like very limited amount of yeah, um, experience. I'm, I'm, I'm broke from a broke family, you know, it's like there, there ain't never been no, too much money in my life, um, mm. but I think that you can, you know, our school does a very terrible job teaching about money, um, but I don't think that the internet does a terrible job teaching about money. Yeah, yeah. I think that there is financial education out there if you just want to go get it. Yeah, Um, I think that that as well. I think schools definitely, um, it's not what they're focused on, Mm -hmm. but um, I think that, like you said, like the internet, like, now you got all these resources, you know what I mean? Like, now now you don't got to stay, like... I think they made it... There's a law that, that you like can put one. anything on the internet as long as it's for educational purposes. That's why you'll find videos about how to make meth. Yeah. Yeah, because it's for educational purposes. I didn't know you could find that. Yeah. There's a song... Oh, I'm not going to say that, but you can. There's stuff. Yeah. There's for yeah. sure stuff. There's songs made out of it. Um... But, yeah, so we watched a bunch of YouTube videos, I guess. I've never gone to college for finances. Mm -hmm. Um, I've worked. You know, I've paid my taxes. 
Um, and I've, I think, improved my financial situation the longer I've been an adult. Yeah. So that's, I think, really cool. Um, I think some of the most helpful tools, like, that have kind of, like, helped my, like, financial, like, journey. Like, I've showed them to you, like, mm-hmm. this stuff, like, uh, what was it? What was it? Yeah. What were, like, the tools? The tools? Oh, like that? Yeah. Oh, okay, so like Mint. Yeah. Mint is a really good tool. Um, and like uh, Credit Karma, even, like, is a really, really, like really good Karma. tool. Yeah, those um, are the two big ones for like tracking money. Yeah. And like finances and stuff. Because I've got, I've got two bank accounts I've got a Chase and a Wells Fargo. And just that alone, I have to log into two different bank accounts to figure out how much money I have. Yeah. Um, so if I have it all connected to my mint, like I don't have to worry about any of that. I just log into one account and I can see my two bank accounts. I can see my auto loan. I can see, well, no more. I won't see that anymore. Yeah, no more. But, um, I'll see like, you know, any bills that I have recurring, like all that stuff is just easy to see in one spot. And you know who owns mint? Who? Ryan Reynolds. Doesn't mint also do mobile uh, phone stuff? I don't know. Mint but mobile? I'm just, uh, just the Intuit Mint. That's, that's, that's just Ryan Reynolds owns it. Um, but, yeah, that's just, uh, but Mint's great. Credit Karma. When I got Credit Karma, I did it when I did my taxes this year. They boosted my credit score, like, 60 points in, like, two days. Damn, dude. Yeah, yeah. no, really my credit good. score just went up today. Yeah? That was a good... Feeling yeah. definitely. Yeah, I saw that, bro. Yeah. Like, oh, that's that's what young credit does, though. You just if you don't have credit, don't get credit until you can get just enough credit to build credit right. Because having no credit is better than having bad credit. Mm, yeah, bad credit. Having credit in general affects different aspects. Yeah, it's a sure. it's a big weight that it, it can either like kind of lift you up or drag you Hinder down. Hinder you, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, like on that, like money can like drag you down. Um, I think that a ton of people in general are thinking like, you know, it's like even with like talking to our friends this week about like, uh, money because it's like in the topic of discussion for the week, um, is like the sentiment of like money is evil. Yeah. Um, that's definitely a, a narrative that's like, um, I gotta put my phone. Yeah, on me silent. too. This is ridiculous. We are too popular. We have too many friends. We're literally just the coolest people. But um, no, it is perpetuated. Like honestly, that like uh, money is like an evil thing, mm-hmm. and um, not just like with our friends, but like with like. Pop it's a it's a pretty media. Yeah, it's a pretty popular thought. Is that money is e- like the root of all evil? Yeah, the know? root of all evil. It literally. Yeah. Um. Did you knock Philip over? No. Did he lie? <laughs> he's okay. Hey, hey, he's okay. <laughs> That's foul. All right. So, but I don't. I think that that's a pretty normal response if you've been like frustrated with money a lot. Is to think that it's like really evil. Um, I mean, if you've been shot with a gun, it's pretty easy to think maybe guns are evil. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like the same argument with guns. is like, guns don't kill people, people kill people. 
money isn't evil, people are evil. It's the same argument in the sense that, like, they're both tools. Yeah. Right? Like, they're... And they're, can, and they're very powerful tools. Mm. And powerful tools have a huge ability to, like, perpetuate evil. Mm. And, like, possibly gather more of those tools to perpetuate more evil. And then it becomes, like, this runaway cycle. Um, and that's... That is evil. That, that, that greed when you're using your resources to do nothing but gather more resources and you'll step on anybody to just get more to be able to get more. That, that is evil. That's evil. But that's cancerous. Like, that's, can- that's cancerous. Money didn't make you do it. Money didn't make you do that. No. Uh, money gave you the ability to do that's that. That's true. Money, money um, we were saying also like is kind of like stored potential. Yeah. Right? Yeah, because uh, I can work, and that's like an active expulsion of energy. That's realized energy being like used for something, mm-hmm. and then taking that and transferring that realized energy into financial power, into a potential energy, and then being able to have that be like a very liquid form of potential energy where I can just take it and put it over here or over there or over there. And at any point in time, that liquid, like, potential energy can be moved easily um, and then can be realized and made into, like, actual, like, realized energy again. So it's transferring of energy from this, like, working realized energy to, like, a fluid potential energy that I can move around. And then using that potential energy to then transfer back into that, like, realized energy. And it's basically debt. It's, like... But, like, when I have money, that's people that, that's society, that's a debt that society owes me. I have money because I did stuff for society, and mm-hmm. now society owes me, and th- they owe me however much money I have. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, it's yeah. like, the more money I have, the more society owes me for the things that I've done. Okay. That is, and that's so basic, like, a view of capitalism. Like, eight-year-old me was like, if you want to make a million dollars, help a million people. Yeah. You know, I think I even said that in, like, our Mm. first episode. Um, But, like, you can... There is evil. There are people that hog stuff. There are people that use those resources to hog stuff. And that is... uh, I'm not not a fan of that. I think that those people need to be regulated. Those individuals need to be regulated by the people. They're the outliers. Yes. The um, outliers need... Because it's like... You know, I've heard the argument before and <laughs> that um, billionaires are a crime against humanity. Yeah. Because they're doing something like hoarding billions of dollars worth of wealth while people are starving. Yeah. They're and holding. that is literally negatively affecting, like, the entire planet. But then, but that's also very simplifying is like how did they get their billions of dollars and did that help the planet right but if they're if they're a billionaire right and they are storing all this money they're storing all this potential energy that could be like not having those people starve yeah and like it's so much money that it's like it doesn't even it doesn't even hurt them yeah and i think I that know. you know the, the it's the disillusion of guilt is enough that the people haven't looked at those higher ups like oh who's the one that needs it? who's the rich guy that we eat you know mm-hmm. what i mean who's the, the the messiah that we like sacrifice to all be a better person in the future and it's like we don't really have an outlier that that's evil right now you know we've got bug-eyed salamanders like fucking mark zuckerberg and all these other people 
But, like, there's enough of them that we can't just look at one. Like, he's the cause. So we can't just burn his business down. So it's, like, I think it's we got to start yeah. to, like, look at all of them. They're hopefully kind of carrying everybody up with them. But eventually, those pillars are just going to stand out too high. And we're all going to be, like, man, it hurts my neck to look up there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, have you seen the... the <laughs> How many or the distribution of like the the middle class to the wealth and like that that whole chart? Yeah. It is like it's hurting your neck. Well, it's like yeah, like it's, when it gets it's to literally those people, like eighty percent like of the world's up. wealth is held by twenty percent of the world's population. Mm-hmm. Like that is like so if 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 you're not rich, you're probably really not rich, mm-hmm. and if you're rich, you probably are really fucking rich. Mm-hmm. And you just have more money than you know what to do with. Mm. But, like, that's also... That more money than you know what to do with is probably not true. That's more money than me or you would know yeah. what to do with. But they're, they're, they're doing something with it, whether it's holding on to it, spending it, like, donating it, like, whatever. Mm. They're doing something with all that money. Um, and it's, I think, really, if you don't know what they're doing and you know, like, the power that $1,000 has in your life... To multiply that by a thousand to get to a million, it's like a thousand thousand is a million. Or like a hundred thousand. A thousand million is a billion. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like to just sit on that, you're like, your brain can't even fathom you possessing that type of power, let alone someone else possessing it and like what they could even do with that. Like, I don't know what I could do with a thousand million dollars. Like, bro, I could buy the city I live in. Yeah. Like, it's unbelievable. Um, but, yeah, there, money has definitely been used as a tool to perpetuate many evil acts. But totally. I also think it's yeah. been one of the best tools created by humans ever to, like, liquefy assets and transport them across the planet in, like, the easiest way possible. To, like, kind of, like, yeah. create, like, a society that yeah. people can, like, cooperate with. But... I could be wrong. There was a whole And I thing... hope, I really hope in my lifetime that we find a better way to, like, be a cooperative community. Because there's cooperation and there's competition. And I think a cooperative... If we got 8 billion people working cooperatively towards one goal, I think that that would be better than 8 billion people at each other's throats mm. towards one goal. The hard part is how do you get 8 billion people to cooperate? It's yeah. a lot easier to get 8 billion people to compete. Like, nature's been competing mm. since the beginning of time for resources yeah. and, you know, like, all of that thing. But to, like, shift from nature's scarcity mindset to, like, a humanity-based abundance mindset, yeah. that's against nature. Yeah. That, that, is, that is human beings spitting in the face of nature saying, you say there's not enough? <laughs> I want yeah. more than enough. Like, so, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I think um, um, human beings are kind of... A little outside. They are nature. Yeah. But we fucking don't fit sometimes. Yeah. We, we... We like to be different for no reason. For some reason. I think ego has a lot to do with that. But ranting aside... Yeah. Um, money has definitely been used for evil. I mean, look at, look at Rockefeller. I ain't going to get too much into Rockefeller. But, like, look at him and, like, the effect that that man's had on just the education in the U.S. Um, and, like, see, like, that is such a weird way to be, like, was that a good or bad use of money? Mm. Um, 
But I don't want to get into that too much because I already feel like we're, we're killing a lot of time here. But that's great. Um, yeah, yeah, money isn't evil though. People would, do argue, evil things and money helps. Money is energy. Money is uh, energy. Yeah. Definitely. E it's potential square. energy. Yeah. So like where do you like, what do you do with that energy? Mm -hmm. And plenty of people do evil things totally. to get even more energy to yeah. do even more evil things. Yeah. And that runaway process, when there are good people that won't do the evil things, the people with no morals get to do a lot more and get a lot more money because they're not playing the game fair. Yeah. They're literally cheating. Yeah. Like, and we let it go by because we're good people. When you see some guy cheating and like for a little bit, you kind of just want to let it slide. You're just like, all right, whatever. Like, I think it is natural for humans to want to give humans a break. Mm. It is natural to be like, ah, he's just, ah, I scamp you. Yeah. You know, it's, but then it gets to a point where it's like, actually, no, you're, harming your community mm. and that's when you really need to take a look in the mirror and uh go go outside and be nice to somebody i think but, it's always important to go outside and be nice to someone yeah. on top of not all money is bad money is energy not all debt is bad not all debt is bad yeah not all debt is bad that when i first heard that i was like what do you mean yeah what do you mean all, not all that is that it's debt because there can't be debt that can make you money yeah. There's lots of... Why do you think Biden wants to have, like, the government go into debt? Why? So that way we can build buildings and bridges and infrastructure. So we can literally build mm. America. We're going into debt to build buildings and, like... And you know what happens when you build buildings? You get a return on that investment. Mm. So it's not like debt where it's, like, with a credit card when you put money in, all you do is lose more money. You know, on a 20% credit card, $1,000, you're paying $1,200 in a year. But, like, if your debt is gaining 30% interest and investing in the future and you're, and you're gaining money on the money you're borrowing, on the debt that you have, that's good debt. Mm -hmm. that's, yeah. that's good debt. Yeah. And, like, there, the, to, to have that concept only be introduced to, I mean, for me, it was like I was 20 years old. You know, when I first heard like good and bad debt, like you are 20 years old. Yeah. So it's like that, like good and bad debt definitely is learning how to get rid of as much good debt as as much bad debt as possible and how to leverage good debt to make more money to for security for mm. like these things that you want, bro. Yeah, because um, having buying a house puts you into debt technically because you're still paying it off and stuff. Mm -hmm. But that's good debt, right? In Three percent interest yeah. rate yeah. on the house that is more than likely going to increase in value in the next twenty years, and you bought it at X Y Z for three percent interest, and then it increases in a hundred thousand dollar value. You could sell it, pocket the extra hundred thousand dollars, and just pay off your loan with three percent interest. Yeah, that's yeah. good debt. That's good debt. Credit card debt. You 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 have credit card debt on a house, twenty percent a year, on three hundred thousand dollars. That's bad debt. That's like $80,000 a year debt. Uh, 80000 In interest. You know they can interest your interest? Yeah. That was insane to me. Yeah, so that next was so year, crazy. You're paying, if you don't pay off your $1,200, you are going to pay uh, $1,320. No, $1,000. It's more. It's more. It's a lot. It's a lot. I was doing 10%. That's right. It's like 440 Yeah. 
type of shit. I understand. Yeah. yeah. It's, so first year you get you pay an extra two hundred. Year after that you're paying two hundred and twenty extra. Mm-hmm. So you're paying four hundred and four. And then the year after that it's two hundred and twenty two extra. You know, it's just interest a is a bitch, bro. Yeah, unless it's working for you. Unless it's which working it is for, for you. the credit card companies. That's true. They're getting twenty percent returns annually. On these credit cards. That's better than the stock market. Yeah. That's better than the S&P 500. That's like a guarantee too, so... Because these people don't be paying their money. Oh, uh, no. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. But yeah, work... So there are there is good debt. There is bad debt. Get rid of your bad debt. You do not want to be in debt. Um, yeah. And... Because it's like debt is just... It's so... It feels like a weight. And when you get it off, it feels like a weight lifted. And yeah. it's like one of those weights when it's like, oh my God, I didn't even realize how affected, how much that was affecting me. Yeah. It's like, I always think money affects people more than they want to admit. Yeah. Like, it's such a powerful thing. And like, it's such a like taboo almost topic. Um, but yes, on that note, let's talk about, you know. Credit. Yeah. Because that affects credit. Yeah. Right? So, so how do we build it? How do we build credit? Five things. Yeah. <laughs> okay. There's five things uh, that go into like what your credit score is made up of, right? Yeah. And you have that written down in one Yeah, list. I do. Okay. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's five things. There's the payment history, yeah. the length you've had the card, like a mixed thing of like a... Yeah, like student loans, yeah, credit cards, Yeah, where it's coming loans. from. And then, like, new credit and then the usage of the credit card. Um, I'll go yeah. into... Like uh, the most important one. It's like at 35%. Yeah, yeah. That's the like payment history. Payment history. Yeah, because if you have bad payment history, it looks bad on you, obviously. Yeah, you can't pay your debt on time. Yeah. That's when loan sharks come at you. Yeah. Hey, would they come looking for your kneecaps? Hey, where's my money? Yeah. That's why it's the most important one. I mean, the government ain't nothing but nicer loan sharks. Yeah. Just, like, want their cut or their payback. Okay. Yeah. That's weird. But um, Yeah, and all these companies, same thing. But, like, definitely, um, I thought, I mean, that's why my credit score went up today because I, like, uh, stopped using it, like, at 100%. Um, sorry, 100%, like, usage. I, like... So basically with like credit cards, you want to use it not it's like max capacity, but like 30% of the total card. Or less. Or less, definitely. Yeah. And um, that'll, that'll be good. Having it over 30 will start to make it look bad. Yeah. Um, Having your... Because if you have like say $10,000 credit limit, if you have 3,333 whatever dollars on it, that's a third usage that's not going to affect your credit too bad. If you cut it even less to just a hundred or, you know, or if it's a $10,000 to a thousand, you know, then it probably won't even affect your credit at all. If it gets over that third, it's going to start feeling like a weight, you know, start weighing that down. So you really want to keep it under a third and you, if at all possible, pay it down every month, Mm -hmm. whatever you can and, yeah, don't just pay the minimums. That don't even look at the minimum. Don't even look at the minimum payment. As as long as if you can pay more than that, don't even look at the minimum payment. Pay as much as you can on your credit card. Keep it yeah. under thirty percent, thirty three percent. If you can, keep it under ten percent. And if you're having a really hard time with that, um, 
be extremely careful because the number one thing that happens when people increase their credit limit is they increase their debt. So if you are wanting to like lower your credit utilization, um, increase your credit limit. So that way that percentage lowers because 33% of 20 grand is a lot more than 33% of 10 grand. So that can help with the credit utilization. But that's also, if you start to see that you have 20 grand that you can spend, like you're going to start to get a little spend happy and be very careful with that. Um, you don't want to do that. Yeah, no. And then there's... There's the um, the length of the amount of time. So they all have like, uh, when we were researching, there was like uh, some that were saying like the usage is a mix up for 30% of like how the score is made up of. And then like uh, the mixed uh, diff types that everything's coming um, is like 10% of like what it's based off of. And then the length is like 15% um, approximately. And the payment history is that. Yeah, so if you pay on time, every time, that's going to be 35% of your credit score. Mm -hmm. Okay? The percentage of credit that you use, like, you know, you want to use under a third of your total. Yeah. That's 30% of your credit score. Yeah. So you've got 65% of your credit score just by paying on time and using just around a third yeah. of your credit limit. Like, you pay on time. Don't you, you don't carry a balance more than a third over every month? Mm. You're gonna have a really good credit. Yeah. Um, after that, the next most important one is the length of your credit. Yeah. They don't want to give you credit if you've only been in credit for a year. They don't know that you know how to. I've been. If you, some people are like, man, I hope to be dead, out of debt in three years. So if your credit length is one year, they, you know, you don't even have like the idea for a plan like that. Yeah. You've never executed a plan yeah. like that. So, the, you know, it's just that, like, same thing with, like, if you're a young driver. If you're under 25, good luck with your insurance. Mm -hmm. uh, good luck to me with my insurance. <laughs> um, but, and then you've got the mix of, like, the different types. you got car, auto, you know, home student. loans, like, student loans. I got loans on the wheels for my car once. You know, credit cards. Like, how many different types of credit are you using? And are you using all of them effectively? And like that one's pretty small. That's only 10%. You don't need to go crazy and get like a, a car loan. Avoid a car loan if you can help it. Never lease a car. Yeah? Never lease a car. Never lease a car, bro. Unless you're rich. Okay, unless you drive less. I drive like 25,000 miles a year. Don't, don't lease a car if you do that. Um, if you drive 12,000 miles a year, that's fine. Um, but I paid three grand down uh, and I paid $250 a month for three years for a car on the side of the road um, in pieces that I'm not going to get any money for. Um, so I would say, you know, if you're going to be paying that much money for that many years, buy a car. Buy a car. Own the own the thing. Like don't 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 be stressing about some property that isn't even yours. Um, Money lessons, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Just be really like if you want to drive a brand new car, cars lose half their value, like like a fuck. Cars lose so much of their value the second you drive it off the lot, 
on average, they lose half their value in the first three years. And that's all your lease is going to be, the first three years. Mm. So if you buy that car at the end, you're going to be paying a lot more for it than what it's worth. You're literally just paying the depreciation for it for three years. And then you're buying it for what it would be in three years. So if you want to do that, just buy a three-year-old car. Yeah. And then you're paying the exact same that you would, but you own the car today instead of in three years. All right. Yeah. No, that's really good, though, actually. Um, um, but, and then money, the last thing is if you're new, you're like, yeah, so we already talked about that. If you're brand new, they don't want to, they don't, it's not, it doesn't look great. Mm. Like your, your credit's really young. My which is like why five I months think old. it shot up like crazy. Yeah, it's so volatile. Yeah, because it's super new. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so. My those credit's things, like five months old, dude. That's what it says, like, five months. I got, like, three years. Yeah, dude. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, so, be really careful. If you're young, don't jump into getting a credit card. Like, learn how to deal, spend money first before you start building credit. Um, be careful. Um, yeah, but those are the things that build your credit limit, their credit score, blah, blah, blah. You, I don't think, I wasn't told that until I was, like, 18 16 17 like so that's just knowing that i think helps a lot to be like careful in building your credit um so from there once you're out of debt you've done you built your credit you know blah 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 what would you start looking for what would i start looking for you started um organizing it yeah you have you have now no debt got theoretically money got money coming in what do yeah. you do um, organize i'm gonna cut that then the advice your aunt is going to tell you is save 10% of it. It's great advice. That's level one money management advice. If you start to have money coming in, you only have not one. When you have money coming in, if it's post-tax, like most checks are at most jobs, 30% of it off the top is going to Uncle Sam. So you ain't even getting the full check. Um, so you get that. The 10% that you do give, what's left over after Uncle Sam takes his cut, you have you give yourself a smaller cut of your money than Uncle Sam takes. Okay. Save ten percent. Save ten percent. Put it in a savings account. Yeah. Just just put it somewhere else. Don't spend yeah. it. Don't touch it. Don't look at it. Just save it, and that will be really hard, um, especially if it's like, bro. When I started my first job, I kept my money. I was in a bunk bed, and it was like five hundred ones. It was like. Five one hundred dollar bills, and it was just like all stacked up, like hid under a mattress. Uh, like that, that was like that my was your wallet. yeah, yeah. That was that, that was, was my your, bank account. That was your bank account. Um, and it was like, and I just spent that stuff. Like I just, just spent, like just spent it. Dude, um, if I would have started saving when I first got a job, I would have a good portion to like lean back on, to not be like okay. I, I would have an emergency fund, basically. Yeah. I would have something, you know what I mean? It's if I would really have... nice to have an emergency fund. Time passes. Time's going to pass. Time will pass. So it's You just barely even notice 10%. Yeah. Like, of $100, that's $10. Of $1,000, that's $100. So you feel that a little bit more. But you got $900 to spend. You ain't going to really feel the difference between 900 and 1000 So that 10%, that's like... If you have no money finances, you don't even have credit, you've... This is your first job, like, just save 10%. Put it somewhere else. You can, in a lot of banks, set, automate your savings so that when you get a check, 
10% of it automatically comes out. Um, and you can also you can hide, hide your, your savings yeah, account. Yeah, you can literally so hide So you can them. make it look like your check is literally just smaller than it normally is. Is So it'll be 90%, and the 10% will go to a different account that you don't even see unless you go into your settings and are like, show my hidden accounts. And then you won't even know how much money you have in there to spend. And like, that's that's level one. Like, that's no, that's press 10 buttons, spend five minutes setting up your, your income. Mm-hmm. I think that that, if... A lot of people started there, you'd be pretty far ahead of a lot of people. Most, I think it's like 80% of Americans can't afford a $600 emergency. Dude, like a $400 emergency. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's staggering. yeah. So it's like, that's 10% of $4,000. That's two months pay for us, essentially. Yeah. So if we kept 10% of two months pay, we're better than 80% of Americans because we can afford a $600 emergency. Like, that's just, like, that, how, I mean, like, yeah, they can afford that. I'm sure they all got the credit and whatever for it. They can move on, but, like. That's not a comfortable bill, though, to have, like, an emergency happen and, like, not. And to, like, have to go put it on your credit card or something and think about how you have to pay it down later. It's, there are so few people that when an emergency happens, they're just like, oh, I was prepared for this. I was ready for an emergency. Um, but I never really think about that. Yeah, there's no nobody's ready for. How do you be be ready for an emergency? Mm-hmm. I wasn't. No, <laughs> you know. So that's like really easy step to just put yourself in a position where mm-hmm. you will be ready for more emergencies. If nothing else, the house will fall down. Yeah. If nothing else, like it's beneficial to have like that emergency stuff. Yeah. Or just then, something um, set aside, honestly. Because you don't even... That's so basic. It's so easy to just save 10%. And I would say, like, it, it's so ooh, simple. Please just do that. Um, yeah. But, like, you know, if you were to go from that and now you've got... You know, you just got money coming in. You're spending your 90% every week. You're saving your 10%. You're starting to get some more money in that, like, 10% account. Now what? Like, one, where's all your money going? Where's that 90% going? Mm -hmm. I don't know where your money's going. I barely know where my money's going. Yeah. Track your money. That's that Mint Mint app that we were talking about by Ryan Reynolds, who owns it. Like, that tracks your money. It's really cool because you don't have to. It'll do it for you. It'll tell you how much money you spent on gas, how mm-hmm. much money you spent on food. If I, When I first got that app, I realized I spent $600 a month on food. Yikes, yeah. I didn't even know. Yeah. I did not even know. Like, that's unbelievable. So, like, that's, like, level, like, you got to start yeah. tracking your money, knowing where it's going. You can even so you do, can, like, uh, budgets on there. Uh, yeah. To help you can be you like, with I'm going to spend this much on this much, so this beneficial. much on this much. So, tracking your money, budgeting, like... You know, it's like, and budget everything. Like, if you do it every month, budget it. Like, if you're an alcoholic and you can't stop drinking, budget your alcohol. And I'm not kidding. Like, yeah, you're an alcoholic. You're going to drink. Accept that and finance your problem. Because nobody else will. So, I do recommend, please stop drinking. But, like, don't lie to yourself. If you know you're going to spend that money, do the math that you're going to spend that money. You know, like you could be saving a lot of money. Cause then, yeah, you will start to see. Wow, 
being an alcoholic costs a lot of money. Yeah. So you need to track that because yeah. then it'll you'll start to be like, what hurts more, being poor or being sober? And it's like that's kind of a lame feeling. Yeah. Um, cause you don't want to like be looking at like, wow, I'm literally drinking my life away, not just physically, but financially. Financially. Um, so yeah, track your money. No, track no. It. And I'm speaking from low key experience. <laughs> I've, I've, I've smoked a lot of my life away. <laughs> um, but yeah, track your money, know where it's going. So that way you can handle it better and mm. start to save it better. And like you want there's this thing that I learned a, while, a long time ago called like lifestyle design. Is figure out the life that you want to live. What do you want to do? Do you want to travel? Where do you want to live? What does that cost on a month-to-month basis to live like that? Don't think of anything else. Don't think of how much money, what giant pile of money you would need. How much money per month does it cost to live the way that you like to live? And then make that much money and live that way. And then make even more money than that and save it so that way eventually you can just live that way off of all the money you've saved. Yeah. But, and that, that's some like next level stuff. Because mm. then that's when you really start to be like, wow, I only need $2,000 a month to live the way I want to live. Mm. I only need $24,000 a year to live the way I want to live. Mm. And the average salary in the United States is like 35000 So I'm... $11,000 a wiggle room in that like life yeah. but that's only if you know what life you yeah. want to live if you don't know what life you want to live you're going to constantly be like I need more money for a better life Yeah. and you probably feel like you need You'll a better probably, life because you're constantly fiending for money you're probably not going to get there if that's your mentality is like build your life build your get life get the money for it yeah don't get the money then go build your life yeah people get 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 really lost in the sauce you know what i mean it's just like i want better better and i want more and more but it's like define better then go get it yeah um but yeah so save live frugally live within your means know where all your dollars are going continue to save um that's like that's that's like once you start to get to like oh i have to pay bills and stuff you need to know how much money you have for like you know, to go out with your friends, to go bowling, to go yada yada, to go play, sing karaoke, to, to go do all that. And then how much money you need to not spend so you have enough money to pay your bills. Yeah. So your phone doesn't get turned off. So your lights don't get turned yeah. off. I can't tell you how many friends I've had that have had their phone turned off. Yeah. I'm like, you, you're a grown-ass adult with yeah. a grown-ass job with grown-ass money. And you're telling me like every, like four times a year, your phone's getting turned off because you couldn't pay it? Yeah. Yeah. You make $30,000 a year and you can't pay your phone bill. Yeah, they can. They're just not managing their money. Yeah, you gotta organize it. They're not budgeting these things. Yeah. So it's like track that stuff so you can save that stuff so you can do more with that stuff. Because I think, I I, I think if you're living in that, if you stay your whole life in that, you know, me 90% of my money, Uncle Sam 30% 30% before I even get it, what's left, me 90, save 10% for myself. How much money are you going to earn in your life? And you're going to keep every single dime for yourself and the Uncle Sam to keep the rest? You're not going to earn the maximum potential because I feel like just putting it away simply, it also doesn't keep up with like inflation. Yeah. So If you put $10,000 in a savings account and wait 30 years, the buying power of that savings account has decreased. Yeah. 
So I feel like if you're that way is good if you're gonna do the anything if you're gonna do like the bare minimum or like level one like whatever I feel like saving your money ten percent like that's really really good but I don't feel like you're utilizing your full potential. I I agree. I I think it's if you're intelligent enough to realize that you can be doing more with your money. There are people that need it more than you. There are people that need your intelligence more than you. There are people that need your effort and your able body and your mind and your effort more than you. There are people that need you more than you need you. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you can realize that, it's like Spider-Man rules, dog. You know, with great power comes great responsibility. Um, yeah. And like, so once you start to track your money, you save stuff, now it's like, um, I would argue, like, a best... One of the best things you can do with money that I've been told by math teachers and aunts and uncles and grandpas and, you know, like everybody is invest your money. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. not. And I say to think of everything as an investment. Mm-hmm. If you're spending money, it's an investment. If you buy an apple, mm-hmm. that is an investment into nutrition, your health. You need apples to eat food to not die. Like that's something that's important you're investing in the apple so that way you don't die and the benefit that you get from it is you get to continue living and that's a pretty good investment yeah i make that investment every i invest in food every day yeah yeah i buy food pretty much every day food yeah you You think about what you're gonna eat three times a day for the rest of your fucking life fuck like yeah i said i definitely need to like organize really affects your body you know, it's like the if you invest in like cigarettes, you're investing in like the stress relief that they give you. But you're not just investing your money in something like cigarettes. You're also investing your health, because it doesn't just cost yeah. money to smoke cigarettes. Yeah. It costs your, your health. health. And there are different things that you're investing no, in these things: time, yeah. money, assets, health, like all of these things, and they should have some type of return on that investment. The return on the investment for the apple is the flavor, the nutrition, the benefit to my body it gives me. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to get any money for the return of investment on that. Yeah. And that's fine. Yeah. I'm paying for the value that that apple gives me, not the money that it costs. Yeah. Like, the, the value it gives me is a lot bigger than the $4 in my hand. Yeah. I don't give a shit about the $4 in my hand. I can't eat that. Yeah. Um, but. You, you know, can't eat that. It's only yeah. $4. It's like. But it's a pretty liquid form of energy that I can transform into an apple. Into an apple or a banana or a avocado. Yeah. 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 Or uh, apple farm if I get. I don't really know crazy. why. I would, yeah. Um, um, but I think once you've tracked all your money, you're making more money than you need to live. I think you should. When you start making more money than you need to live, start saving as much as you possibly can. Go f- switch that ten percent to. Okay, it cost me two thousand dollars a month to live. I make two thousand five hundred. Let's put five hundred every month to your savings. Mm-hmm. Like, leave as a minimum. Live off of the least that you can to live as comfortably as you want. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and then save all this extra money. Save, 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 and then now you've got. You know, after five months, you got twenty five hundred dollars. What do you do with twenty five hundred dollars? Could invest it. Well, that's a whole month of living, so that's okay. pretty cool. Okay. Let's say we stack this up to six months okay. of living. Yeah. So you two thousand five blah blah, two times six is twelve thousand. I don't know a lot. Like over a year, you now have over six months of living expenses yes. just in a savings account, and you keep getting more money. Yeah. And it keeps just going in there. Now you've got a year. Now you've got ten years. 
Now you've got 13 years of living expenses for your security. So that way, that's reti- That's what a lot of people would say is retirement. Mm-hmm. Is I've got 13, 30, 20, 40 years of XYZ money that I can live my lifestyle the way that I like off of this instead of this. And that is great. Um, if like, you know, 30 years didn't pass and you kept it in a savings account and inflation didn't catch up with you and you're the buying power of that money that you spent your whole life gathering has decreased over time. Like that sucks a lot and they don't tell you these things. Um, so it's like, here I'm trying to tell some people, um, you should invest your money. Like the S and P 500 has gone up 10% at average. For the last... 100 years? 100 years. Yeah. Like, more than 10% average. And that's just zero education. That's just take money here, put there. Yeah. That's the simplest thing you could do in the stock market. That's, like, what 401ks do. That's what, like, you know, and it's so simple. Um, And then if you spend five years educating yourself in that type of stuff... Yeah. The... It's called compound interest for a reason. It's because it gets, the, the, the rewards you get from it year after year just keep getting bigger and bigger. You talked about compound interest like one other time. Yeah. And, um, yeah, time. Time obviously has like it's a... It's huge. A, an, an, oh, it's yeah. the most important yeah. thing. So, like, if you want to get in, because it averages your loss, so it reduces the possibility of loss the more time that you're in. It, like... It's it's like an insu- it's how insurance companies run, okay? It's like because not if everybody was crashing their cars, insurance companies wouldn't make any money. Mm-hmm. But not everybody's crashing their cars, so insurance companies make a lot of fucking money. Yeah, on the ones that do. On the ones that don't crash their oh, car. Oh, they don't. Yeah. Because they're paying money for a service they're never gonna use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They wouldn't be making any money if everyone. Yeah, okay. Because I didn't pay enough for my insurance to fucking cover the cost of a whole totaled car. Yeah. They lost. Yeah. The insurance company lost on me, but they gained on a hundred other people. Yeah. Who didn't wreck their car. That's that's how insurance companies make money. That's how the stock market, that's how the S&P 500 has gone up at the average of 10% for the last hundred years is because it runs like an insurance company. Okay. Is that one thing can fail, but in general everything's oh, gonna succeed. Okay. Yeah, so if yeah, one yeah. thing tanks, okay, wait the next year. Yeah. Wait the year after that. It's, you know, average. It's slow but consistent. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what you said. It's like ten. Ten percent. That's and a really good amount. You will almost never get to a point where you will have thirty years of retirement in a savings account. Just saving ten percent, just saving whatever. Maybe if you're just say if you're making way more than you need to live the life that you want to live. Yeah. If you're living a two thousand dollar a month life and you're making yeah. five grand a month, maybe you can get to that point where you're like you've got thirty years of retirement yeah. in that savings account. But good luck. Good luck. And then once you get there, that savings account is gonna do nothing but get smaller. Once you retire. Yeah. You have a ticking time bomb and it's how much money yeah, you have. Yeah, it's literally... You know? If you invest in the S&P 500, a 10% return average for every year. If you have a million dollars invested in the S&P 500, do you know what the average return is? No. $100,000. Damn. The average return? $100,000. 
So you would have 1.1 million the next year. That's a lot more. Yeah. That is four times more than the $24,000, like, you know, living expenses that we've had for this, like, example. Yeah. So if you had a million dollars invested in the S&P 500, I have a feeling most of the people listening to this video could retire. Yeah. They never have to work another day in their life. Yeah. And I genuinely believe that. I think that. And I genuinely think most of the other people educated in this stuff also believe that. Because they're doing it. A lot of the educated people, those are the people who, like, are... And, like, there is, like, here's the here's fucking scary thing. You invest a million dollars in the S&P 500, and the next year it drops 30%. Yeah. Because that has happened. Yeah. So you lose $300,000 in a year. Yikes. Wait till, wait five more years. Yeah. It comes back. Yeah. But you may not be able to wait five more years. Yeah. So know what you're doing. Don't listen to some dumbass 22-year-old talking about money on his one-hour podcast. Like, please study this stuff. Yeah. It is your future that you're cheating yourself out of. I never want to have to work again. And I want to build a life in which my children don't ever have to work. I want them to just be artsy little fucking nerds their whole life, bro. <laughs> like, and I want, and I know that if I get a million, fuck that two, fuck that five, fuck that a bill, and I'll make... Can 10% returns off of that? Yeah. Every year until the end of time, that's generational. No one in my family will ever have to work again. Yeah. And if I educate them to the same level of education that it took me to get there, no one, they will be able to teach people yeah. how to get to that point. And it's like, and I'm just... I feel like if you, you have this information now and you're like, you're 22, yeah? I feel like... Uh, Definitely, like, uh... I mean, we all saw Futurama, what happened when Fry had, tw like, 12 cents in his bank account for a thousand years. And that's the worst possible interest you can get, is a savings account. He would have had trillions and trillions of dollars if he put that stuff in the stock market. Yeah. Oh, my god. And honestly, I don't know if... Because with the interest rate that the bank would have done, buying power wise, they must have, they, they must have got some like handle on inflation in the future that we don't. Yeah. Because that in like you know what I'm talking about like interest and buying power and inflation. Like if inflation was going at the same rate that it had been, that what would that buy? Yeah. Probably a can of sardines. Yeah. 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 Oh my gosh, dude. That show is tremendous. I love that show. That show is phenomenal. Um, um, but I think the most powerful thing that like... The most important. Like the most number one takeaway of like money isn't take it, is give it away. Give that shit yes. away. Give money away. If once you get to the point when you're living within your means you've you've passed the 90% 10% you've passed the I know where all my money goes I make more than enough I save all the rest now you've started investing the rest and making your 10% return a year so that way you can retire with a six-figure salary off of a million dollar nest egg you know once you've done all of that give 10% of it away it, who needs a hundred thousand dollars a year to live yeah give 10 grand to 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 people that need it like give your money away that is the number that to me if if anyone anyone can tell me a better way to like take 
energy that I've created in my life, turn it into something, and then give that something to someone across the planet to help them. If anybody can show me a better way than money to do that, please, please do. We have a Discord. Yeah, we got a Discord. <laughs> it's called Intro Avenue. Well, I'm, I'm, I'll put it on probably our Instagram and our YouTube. Yeah. Please, if you have something better than money to help people, please tell me about it. Yeah, I will I, change my mind in a heartbeat. I just need to see it. I heard Because I, like, I don't like money. I like helping people. Yeah. Yeah. I heard a thing and it was like, can money buy happiness? And they were like, their response was, yeah, you just have to give it away. Like yeah. that will bring happiness. It's not like necessarily like... You acquiring the money. Well, and, and I've also it. heard money doesn't bring happiness, but it's better to cry on a boat. That is subjective. <laughs> that is subjective. <laughs> Some people are crying because they're on a boat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, my gosh. I feel like, um, though, like, giving is such an important part that, like, a lot of people forget to put out in their branches you know yeah. but a lot of people can't afford to give right now bro we're in the richest country in the world mm-hmm. we're in the richest country in the world mm-hmm. i think if you're saying you can't afford to give that's probably because you're not tracking your money to the level yeah you, you know be. what fuck what i'm saying just you know i think track your money and you can realize that you can give some away even if it's just like the bro the handful of change in your center console when you see that guy on the street like he i can't remember the last time the last time i dug into my change i was like living in my car paying for gas and dimes i ain't that low anymore you know what i mean yeah. if i see a guy on the side of the street i'm giving him a handful of coins oh yeah you know like yeah. it, because it's so easy for me to just do that like be generous yeah be kind altruistic like you know karma uh, might be real <laughs> i think karma is pretty interesting i think karma's pretty dope i think karma has uh yeah, that yeah. shit's like. Um, Do you think cool. it affects more than one life? I don't know what I believe in. If I believe in, okay, let's play around with that. So, if there's reincarnation, mm-hmm. I think that karma may have an effect, but I think we'll be everyone at one point if reincarnation's happening. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it like matters the order or whatever, but I think mm-hmm. that uh. If reincarnation's real, then like we are everyone well, at some point. Well, it's almost like the the pendulum swinging back and forth. You know, if you're you do this type of bad thing, you may switch to this type of way, but you swing too far, and now you're doing bad in a different way. So you swing this way, but it's like a unilateral pendulum. So it's do it's you're just constantly going from ecstasy to get as many different perspectives as possible to shift your paradigm mm. to see the elephant in the dark room yeah. to look at the blue tree yeah like you know it's all these um yeah you want to be able to get the full picture and the only way you do that is live eight billion human lives um, and be traumatized and traumatized as many of them as possible. I don't disagree with you on that like. We are born and that's traumatic. I mean, yeah, yeah. Birth is. I mean, in um, Midnight Gospel, Duncan Trussell, he's talking about how he was born, pissed in the doctor's face, got the tip of his dick cut off, and wrapped in a pink blanket and sent home. Duncan Trussell's a sweet. Tell me that's not traumatic. That is very traumatic. <laughs> you just visiting people's face, get the tip of your dick cut off, and then you wrapped in a pink blanket. Why a pink blanket? Why not yellow blankets? 
Why not yellow blankets? That is the true question Why for not tonight. Why not yellow blankets? Yeah. yeah. Here who, on. Who is it? Is it is a capitalist conspiracy? Who's paying for all the pink and blue ink? She's thinking about it too hard. Sorry. <laughs> She's so funny. <laughs> all right. Um. <clears throat> money. Uh. Please give it away. It's not evil if you give it away. Like go help people with money. It's it's good. It is then, very uh, uh, it's useful. It's not good. It's not good. It's, it's not. Tool. It's nothing. Sorry. No, no, no. Shut the fuck up. It's okay. It is. No, let me just say that money in itself, in and of itself, is inherently literally worthless. So it's, it's literally money is worth what nothing you do if not spent. If it's what you do with it. It is just potential energy. It's honestly, there's a lot to do with it. It and needs so, to be realized. Let's, let's get it and yeah. realize this potential let's energy. Get it. Let's get it. <laughs> let's get it. But um, also, grind culture is toxic. Yeah? Grind culture is hella toxic. Is it hella toxic? It's hella toxic. What? Bro. I didn't know like, that. Just get on that grind. Just grind, 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 bro. Like, I've been so fucking exhausted. And with the, the grind culture is, when you feel exhausted, stop being a pussy. And it's like, bro, I literally I'm am just so many things tired. You just clip. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I'm literally just like, tired. <laughs> like, yeah, it's true. So it's fucking um, chill. Yeah, just it is okay to rest. Be mindful. It is important Meditate. to rest. It is important. Rest is super important. Take care of yourself so you can take care of others. Like don't be on this stupid ass grind culture, bro, cuz that you know who that grind culture helps? The people investing in you. Invest in yourself. Invest in yourself. Invest in yourself. Invest in yourself. And thank you for coming to Intro Avenue. Thank you. Good um, afternoon. Good <laughs> evening. <laughs> and good night. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs>